or I was gonna say chop. Oh. Like if we were like, oh, this one ended chop up being forty else. minutes, and this one was an hour, I could like take Frankenstein 10 it. Yeah, you fucker. Frankenstein's monster. Oh, him with the Frankensteiner. Oh, he had some with the young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Brooks with the young Frankenstein. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've said today for sure Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 24. My name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with DJ Mandolini. Hello. And John Hines. Hi. And how's everybody doing? <laughs> we're doing good. We're off to a rough start here. but we're, we're fucked up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're good. No, we're in good shape. We're in good shape. And uh, we're back again to talk about some more video games. And uh, I've been playing a new release of an older game, which DJ and I actually played a little bit of uh, a little earlier today. Heck yeah. Um, but we've been playing a little Super Crate box. And I, for whatever reason, as simplistic as this game is, I can just not put it down. It's like, you know, it's like the quickest burst of like, you know, you could play it in probably as long as it takes for some games to load you know it's like you know you're you're basically the the core conceit it's a single screen arcade action platformer that your goal in the game is like these random crates one crate at a time will appear on the screen and you collect those crates to rack up your score you get one point per crate but every time you collect a crate you get assigned a random weapon, which at the very start of the game, you have to collect crates to unlock more weapons. But after maybe about an hour or two max of playing, you've unlocked everything. So now you're just basically playing. And there's just three different settings or three different like single screen layouts. The game's only like five bucks. Uh, this is from Vlambeer or Flambear, I think is how you technically say it. Um but uh, and I really have loved a lot of their games. And I remember playing this like back either. I'm, I think I played it on one like a, a mobile device, a phone or something that I definitely had to play with like digital touch controls. And Was just it out being, on 3DS? I don't know. It very well. I'm, may tr- have I'm trying been. to remember where I played it. If it, it was, was. I think it's also it's like it's definitely free to play on Steam. Like you can just go on Steam and download it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it may have even been a flash game or something like that when it was came out originally back in 2010. Um, but again, you know, you know how I love my risk reward. And this game is basically that just wrapped up in a nutshell. It's like you go for these crates. You have to get these crates to get your high score, but you never know what weapon you're going to get. And you might get, you know, some of them are I don't want to say detrimental, but there are like, you know, you get a disc gun that will ricochet off of the wall. And if it bounces off and hits you, it'll kill you. It can ricochet off and hit a bunch of enemies and it can be super useful. But you have to but, be ready for it. Yeah. And, or and you it's might constantly get, shifting your play style. So if you're used to controlling one gun and then suddenly you have another and you're in the mid shot or in the in the one set of mind, like it can really throw you off. Yeah, and enemies will just keep keep swarming and swarming, and there's three different difficulty levels, and basically there's like a little fire pit at the bottom of each level, and once the enemies reach that fire pit, they kind of do, uh, you know, they'll loop back, they'll fall into the fire pit and loop 
down from the top of the screen, but this time they're like red and angry. They're not necessarily, uh, they don't take any more damage to kill or anything, but they're, but they're just way faster and it totally shifts like the rhythm of how you're avoiding the enemies and, you know, whatever plans you had. And again, because your weapons are shifting constantly and there's all kinds of different stuff. There's mines that you get, there's bazookas, grenade launchers, flamethrowers, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff like a rail gun or a minigun, a machine gun, and my, at least for me, my like main strategy I've kind of employed at least to get high scores, at least for me, I don't think they're actually high scores compared to anyone. Unfortunately, this game doesn't have any leaderboards other than local. Um, but I, I just like wait till I get in a weapon that I'm, you know, overly either familiar with or just like, hey, this is good for the scenario I'm in and just like clear as many enemies kind of make it up so I can clear the screen a little bit collect as many crates as I can until I get another weapon that I kind of like, and then kind of reset basically every little, little bit. But, you know, again, you can be clearing enemies constantly, but you're not racking up a high score. So you, you really have to keep going for these crates no matter what. And they can sometimes end up in a pretty precarious, uh, place, especially if they end up on kind of the top layer where the enemies are spawning, they can be a little tough to grab. So. Yeah, when I when I was watching you play, I was, you know, surprised. I was like, this doesn't look like it should be that hard. And then you gave me the fucking controller. <laughs> <laughs> and for that matter, it, it doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't look like it should be that fun, but it just looks like so simplistic. But it just like I just play for like, I don't want to say hours on end because it's probably not that long. But I think like, oh, I'm just going to play one more and I just play one more after one more and i probably end up playing like 20 or 30 more and again they're they're probably only a minute to two minutes each i mean they're really short runs but it it's really all about chasing high scores if you're not into that sort of thing i can't really recommend this game to you but but, but it is a very that, like simplistic and rewarding like core gameplay loop yeah it just feels great to like chase your own to just try to beat your own high score even just that simple conceit i guess is enough for me because it feels so good and you do have to like just work and think on the fly i know i've mentioned that before on the podcast and all different types of games but i like when games just throw you a curveball and you have to adapt on the fly and like just use your instincts as opposed to like figuring out the game if that makes sense yeah and it feels really great to clear out like a whole row of you know dozens of enemies coming at you like it, it it's it's combat that feels good yeah, they know Vlambeer knows how to make a game that just like, again, they made Nuclear Throne, which is the only other game of theirs I've played personally. But just the the how they tactile it fishing, feels. Right? Yes. And I have not oh. played that. And oh, Luftrousers, I want to say as well. Oh, Ridiculous Fishing is one of the best mobile games of all time. <laughs> mobile? Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with that genre, John. Oh, <laughs> that genre? <laughs> that, that genre? Um, Cha-cha-cha-cha. But yeah, I'm I'm really happy to have this on my Switch, especially like it fires up almost instantaneously. There's like not a, there's no loading to speak of really other than like the initial boot of the game. But even that's super fast. And like if you're just looking for something to fill a few minutes or kill some time on a commute or, you know, again, if you're into chasing high scores or at least your own high scores, again, it would be nice to have some leaderboards. But again, I would probably be pretty demoralized by seeing some some people's high scores and like, oh, man, I thought I was even halfway decent at this game. I'm into chasing your high score. So <laughs> I, may, I well, may get this. It's also easy to keep track of when it's like double digits. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. But one thing that's nice, uh, d- there is a battle mode, which I thought was maybe going to be like a versus mode, like you're, we're just trying to kill each other. But it's actually 
you just play. I think you can only change it between five and ten, but you're just like whoever can collect either five or ten crates first. Hmm. But because there's like extra like other than like most of the guns won't hurt each other, like you won't be able to kill each other except for like the disc gun or some of those that will automatically do some damage to you. But it seemed like something about having two of us, like the rhythm of the enemies, like we would get really out of sync and you. You, when you die, you like it takes maybe like five seconds to respawn or something like that. But in those five seconds, especially if we both died around the same time, like so many enemies would be spawning and piling up that it just it just gets insane. Yeah, yeah. this game is tough. I'm, I mean, I, th- I think we also like at least I would focus too much on what you're doing and neglect what the enemies are doing. And that definitely adds to the buildup. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I don't not a lot of depth in the versus mode, but definitely a, a nice little addition to the game for sure nice so happy to have it on my switch and happy to have it back in my life you know what i'm happy to have back in my life <laughs> yeah 20xx yes, i'm so glad i'm so glad you started playing this game dude i am gladder that i'm playing this game i fucking love this game um yeah i've i've had a few successful runs and i'd say I, I'm not someone who usually goes back and replays games, but like I'm I'm still going back to 20XX, like especially because, you know, we didn't know this before, but there's a couple extra characters you can unlock when yeah. you beat the game. So and they've got, you know, their own unique thing. Like there's a guy with a whip and other guy with like a hammer kind of attack and uh, it's, it's there's there's even more to do <laughs> i like the quick like the what you were telling me about the whip character too how like you use your melee to recharge your energy. gun that you also start with like or, you have like well, a second all weapon. energy yeah oh okay yeah can, so when you yeah, as you beat the bosses and stuff yeah so yeah how many characters have you beaten the game with two so i have not beat it with the the extra two characters that i unlocked gotcha but i have tried I'm just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. And you, you've been playing on some of the harder difficulties. Well, yeah, right? like I, I now now that I, I have beat it on the defiant mode, like I just I'm like, I can't go back. I have to continue to do it this way. Well, I'm glad I watched you play some because like some of the platforming challenges are are quite significantly different because I was just playing on the normal mode. And we talked about this. I don't know if maybe 10 weeks ago or something, but We've talked about it before on the podcast, so we won't dig too, too deep, I don't think. But yeah, just like seeing some of the different level layouts, because this is another like roguelike procedurally generated, you know, essentially Mega Man X style game, if you're not familiar. Um, and just the like different platforming challenges, like the, you were saying, I, I just assume like the it's just, oh, the enemies are just going to take more damage. But it really is like tougher challenges, though, in in terms of the level layouts. Yeah, they do toss in a few like tougher enemies. And, you know, with with the, you know, higher level enemies, it's not just, you know, more damage that they take. It's they also have different attack patterns that are harder to dodge. So, you know, there is some more variety there. Um, But, yeah, it is from what I gather, it's like mainly like the level layout is just so like unforgiving in a way like yeah there really was like projectiles nail. lasers like all over the place you were just like weaving through i watched dj play a run which he happened to get all the way through he's like oh, i'll just play a play a quick run real <laughs> quick and of course just be a quick DJ run being DJ. beat the game yeah. but just a, just a quick 50 minute run <laughs> <laughs> but no there and and to be honest I, i'm not someone who cares too much about spoilers and stuff and I, we won't necessarily get into it but some of the final boss battles looked pretty cool. I, oh, I liked yeah. how they incorporated a lot of like 
platforming like it's not just the boss battle itself like the platforming in this game feels really really fun and uh it's nice that they incorporate that into the boss battle kind of like we were talking about earlier like the end of like new super mario brothers Wii, like that bowser battle where you're like carving through the castle and stuff i I just love that heck yeah yeah give me that double jump (laughs) awesome well we don't have to dive too more too much more into it if you don't uh I'm, go- to, I'm gonna keep playing but uh no we've covered this game to death it's a great game <laughs> get it <laughs> yeah highly recommended um all right john well uh dj and i've been talking a little bit here so why don't you uh fill us in on a uh, little damon x machina which i know you've been playing quite a, a lot of <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it came at a great time for me like i've had a lot of stress in my life so i, I really needed a game that for me i could just turn my brain off and just play for hours and hours on end um it so what damon x machina is is it's a mech game uh i think it's made by the same team that did armored core um and it's a uh action third person uh combat game where you have these customizable mechs where you can get different weapons uh, different, uh, you have a customizable legs, a left arm, right arm, body, and head, and they all have like dozens of parameters that you and different stats that you can customize. There's like a basic, like all around model that you start with, but the more you progress through the game, the more missions that you play, the more specified you get. Like one is like slower, but it's more powerful, or one is like faster but it's more fragile or one that's like not necessarily as powerful but it's got really good homing or like really good lock on things and the game doesn't do a ton to explain that to you i was just gonna ask (laughs) you'll get a thing that just has oh here's a list of 30 parameters and all the numbers are inscrutable and unexplained and you said this was a game you could turn your mind on. I mean, <laughs> it's it was a lot of trial and error um and like so this game like kind of occupies in my head like the same space as a monster hunter does where i played monster hunter where i just would play a couple missions with a certain weapon type and if it didn't click with me i would move on to the next weapon type and i just kept playing that until I finally found one that worked for me and something that made the gameplay like rewarding and fun to do endlessly, because that's what you end up doing in those games is you kind of grind missions out. You gain more either the currency or in this case, like there is a mechanic where you can loot uh, mech parts off of other mechs that you're fighting And then you can use those to develop new parts or you can just keep trying to loot better versions of those. And you just do that until you find a loadout that really works for you and like feels good for you. Um, And it's it's not something that is immediately rewarding. Uh, It is something that, you know, you kind of have to work towards and feel like a different like loadouts. So something that like feels like good to you the way that you like to play a game or like to play a combat game in this way so like there is some investment that you kind of need to put in but i've pretty much found my loadout or like find the stats that i really want to 
work towards, which are primarily for me mobility. Like I like something a uh, mech that moves really fast or has like high stamina so that I can do a lot of attacks or different things and isn't necessarily strong or like uh, has high defense. But like I have the ability to move around a lot. And I think that that's a really satisfying mechanics like they I think the way that they handle like aerial combat and like ground based combat feels really good. Uh, the way that they've like integrated like lock on mechanics makes it like uh, it's not like necessarily like high precision, like first person shooter. Like you can kind of like focus on evading fire while you have like these uh, like processors that will automatically target towards things. So you, there's a lot of things happening on screen. I know that when I was playing it in front of you guys earlier before we started recording that there was just so much information a lot of numbers it looked popping up. It was just like what is going on but in kind of in a good way i was i was definitely enticed yeah it's 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 uh like it may seem overwhelming but when you're playing it it does feel pretty simplistic or at least like well communicated once you have played a few missions or whatnot and i've definitely played more than just a few <laughs> missions like you gain decals and there's so much customization like just even in the overall appearance of your mech like you can change the paint job but you unlock decals for completing missions or completing side missions or side accomplishments and i've already maxed out the decals for numbers of missions played like i have completely maxed out that skill tree or whatever um but there are so many like different mechanics i'm at level I'm at rank A, I think, for the missions, which I would guess that there's only an S rank beyond me. But the way this game progresses, I it's impossible to <laughs> predict what's happening. Like the, I would I would say like probably the weakest point for me and for as someone who has a very high tolerance for like anime tropes or just like JRPGs in general, like. I've found myself skipping most of the cutscenes before each mission or like basically any time in the game. Like, yeah, it, it I get the basic point of like what the game is trying to communicate and it kind of is beating it over the head, like over and over and over again. At least it lets you skip. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. And you don't feel like you're missing. I mean, obviously you're missing part of the experience, but you don't feel like it's like taking away from like, oh, I don't know what's going on story wise. Like so then I, I've also switched the I, I know that uh, some reviewers were uh, saying that they found the in-game dialogue like as you're playing a mission like the different mechs or mercenaries will be talking to you as you're fighting uh i switched it over to japanese voice actors and that cut down on the annoyance it just kind of turned into background noise as opposed to hearing like one mercenary saying oh, i'm hit over and over and over again bunch so, of same old barks right so that like it's not bad. And then anytime like something significant in the mission happens, like I'll like glance down at the bottom of the screen, read the captions, be like, all right, cool, that's happening. And then just move on. So is it a pretty big world that you inhabit in this game or? Uh, it's like mission based. So there's a lot of like each arena has like you'll start a mission and there will be a an area that you can uh, move around. And so I think each map has different areas, but like there's a zone that you need to be in for each specific mission. So it might move around the maps. So you, it always feels kind of fresh and there's plenty of them that doesn't feel like you're playing like the same 
five areas. Like that was a thing with Monster Hunter that like, you know, I kept playing the same like areas over and over again and I got to know them like far too well, far too quickly. Like there's plenty of variety at least for this. And even even within each mission, like the objectives will change. Some are escort missions, some are just plain like uh like clear all the enemies from a screen others are like specific duels with other mechs and those last longer and are more like complicated and they'll have various abilities so i I think it offers a lot of different uh like experiences that you can have that that at least changes it up enough that it doesn't feel too tedious even though i am you know playing one mission probably 10 times just so that i can get all the like armor pieces that i need and are you just trying to get a higher ranking or finding more things on those missions? Or? It's mostly finding new things. Like I, I've some of them, like I've, I've pretty much gotten as high a rank as I can on the first try. It's not like I'm chasing like a better result. Like some of them I, I am like, you know, they're at least hard that I haven't like gotten the, all the like cleared every side mission on the first go. But like for the most part, like, once you beat a mission, you've pretty much beaten everything and you're just grinding for more parts or for like more weapons or whatever. And and you're buying all of these things or are you finding any of them like hidden in the levels or so you uh, the the uh, core gameplay mechanic is the factory where you will like spend you will put in weapons to unlock new weapons that you can just buy in the shop. But like you can sell like. I think I could you could sell a head a a piece of your mech for like 400 coin and then to buy one would be 100,000. Jeez. So there is like you it's much cheaper to just like find them in the wild when they're kind of randomly generated within different categories like if you're playing an E rank mission you're only going to get like some of the lower rank things and even like the actual armor pieces themselves like it's not like if you get an E rank uh, or a, a B rank piece of armor, it's not necessarily going to be like overall better than an E rank. It's just going to be more specified to a specific thing. So it's not you're not always swapping out like things because it's like, oh, this is just the better version of this. It's like, no, like this is actually just really hyper specified towards this play style. So like the stats don't always increase. It's just like. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be all defense or this is going to be all mobility. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I th- it's uh, it's a great game for like if you just like really find the actual gameplay. Like I, I would recommend getting the demo of it because the demo does do a really good job of like communicating what the like gameplay is like there are like it definitely does uh, like get more specified from like that. Like if you. Like it can be a lot slower if you want to like uh, get like sniper weapons or if you want to get like more melee weapons. There are way more customizations, but I think the demo does a really good job of communicating what the general combat sense is. And if that appeals to you at all, I'd say like try it out, pick it up. But yeah, it's been a while. So I I did check out that demo around the time the game. I think it was even before the game came out. They yeah. did some kind of like beta demo, yeah, or something. But yeah, I remember checking out the demo and like thinking like they did a nice job of like breezing you through the like kind of tutorial section and getting you into like a real mission yeah. in the game like not like something that was just and and the mission is the tutorial and the demos over and the mission is pretty much exactly what like all the missions are some of them are longer some of them are like oh like explore this area but most of them like are just like oh you like here's the 
these like set of enemies and defeat them all. So like the demo, at least what that they put before the game put out, I thought was a, a pretty decent job of like, this is what the game is. Are there other boss battles or anything? Or is it there just those like are. Mech? there are? And there's also a, a good way to earn uh, at least money in the game or also like uh, the more time like you'll have to defeat uh, bosses multiple times in missions and you can always replay those missions in order to unlock blueprints, which unlock like more weapons and stuff that you can build. Um, so like online, they have a, a local and a uh, like online uh, network possibility and i've done a lot of that just to like gain more experience like fighting the same bosses over to unlock their blueprints or to just gain money because that's probably the quickest way and also like uh you can play the entire uh like i think you can play the entire game co-op but or single player nice um but i think it is also built more around single player because i've also never played an online lobby with out like a full four person team and you are pretty lethal at four people <laughs> like the the bosses aren't necessarily scaled like online so yeah like, if you go into a battle and you suddenly just have four times the firepower and there's an ability where if you have like full of a bonus gauge you can create a duplicate of yourself so that's potentially up to eight times firepower like some of those don't last very long but if you're just trying to grind some experience out or gain some gold like it's a it's a fun couple seconds yeah it's worth noting that the game is very uh, the game uh damon x machina that is is yes. very visually uh striking too like that really like crisp clean like neon cell shaded not overly neon but like there's definitely just very vivid yeah bright vibrant colors i really like the style of the game a lot yeah and it works very well i haven't had any frame rate issues which is surprising since it's like a massive amount of like lasers firing everywhere it's chaotic like 3d yeah but no i I think it's a I, i really enjoy it as a a good meditative chaotic game yeah and something very different from being a nintendo published game different from stuff they normally put out absolutely Cool. Well, DJ, why don't we get back to you? And why uh, don't we get back to <laughs> me? Everybody, listen to me. And <laughs> hey, why don't we talk about a little uh, slain back from hell? DJ's back from hell for this episode. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, so, slain back from hell is a pretty simple. Uh, I don't know if I should say simple. It's a it's a 2D, you know, side scrolling action platformer. Um, I guess when I initially got it, I expected it to be somewhat like Salt and Sanctuary, you know, like a game that's, you know, known to be like the Dark Souls of 2D games or whatever. Um, So, uh, you know, I had that expectation going in, uh, but, you know, I, I think the the combat is pretty simplistic in this game. Um, You're just going through these six zones in a pretty linear fashion throughout the game. And, you know, you've got, you know, just a sword attack, uh, a ranged magic attack. But, you know, in all honesty, I think your sword attack is what you want to rely on most of the time. And then just like a lot of, you know, uh, mechanics, you know, really to just, you need to time well, like you, you can dash backwards really quickly to dodge an enemy attack or even your sword swings can like knock back enemy projectiles or there's a parry attack that is really 
for me was one of my most essential mechanics. It was actually a really sweet mechanic because if you, you know, time it right and parry uh, like a giant demon's uh, attack, it does like a little slowdown mechanic. And then if you follow it up with another attack, it's just so much more powerful and it it feels feels like it's got some oomph behind it. Feels, it feels tangible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're just this guy that's, you know, going through these different zones of hell and just trying to kill all the demon lords and whatever, <laughs> you know, you know, like you do, like, like the, the title would suggest. Um, <laughs> but no, I was, uh, I was, I was surprised at how, uh, how much the, the timing aspect like worked really well for me. Like I, I imagine, you know, I wasn't going to rely on it that much because, you know, I think when I've played game like Dark Souls or whatever, it's like, OK, it's got like a parry ability, but like I don't really, you know, trust my ability to pull that off all the time. Um, but like this one kind of had to learn to, you know, just know how the enemies attack. And but once you get the parry down, like oh, you just you mow people down <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> Do you feel like that's a little easier in like a 2D game as opposed to in 3D? Do you feel like that has any difference between Dark Souls and this? Probably. I mean, you know, you're, you know, it's more clear angles of where people are coming at you from and whatnot. Um, but uh, there was also uh, a decent amount of variety that I was not expecting. Like, for the most part, like, you do move kind of stiffly through the levels. Like there is some platforming that maybe can be a little uh, maybe frustrating due to that uh, stiffness. And, you know, there are a lot of traps all over the place that, by the way, when you die, like they they give you some gory deaths. (laughs) Um, But uh, there there is this one section actually in one of the levels where, you know, you turn into this like uh, this wolf for a bit and you're really kind of almost doing like an auto run section and you're way more nimble than you are the rest of the game. And it was just like a, a surprising, like nice little touch that really shook things up a lot. And I don't know, was a, was a lot of fun. It was just like, Oh, this, this kind of works. You know, the, the platform is actually not so bad in some parts. <laughs> like it actually works as a platformer in a bit, not just like an action game, like a hack and slash. Yeah. 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 Does it have um, RPG elements or is it mostly just like an action where like, you know, these are the hits you can take. These are the hit like. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's pretty much this is you, you do get like, you know, you go you move on to this one area and maybe like you get, you know, your your swords can you can set them on fire or something. Mm-hmm. And those don't I guess those do maybe. uh I guess you could call those RPG elements in a sense. Like there will be someone who kind of clues you in when you enter a zone, like, Hey, like maybe this kind of attack is going to be most effective. So you kind of go in knowing like, okay, I I need to set up my swords to be fire or ice or whatever. Um, But other than that, there wasn't any like increasing your attack power, increasing your health, increasing your mana and, there's like a couple hidden items you can find in the levels. Uh, I didn't find all of them, but they seem to, you know, come together and make a pendant. And 
I'm I'm sure something significant happens once that pendant is completed, but I did I did not <laughs> did not do that, so I cannot report on that. I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> no, it, it it's pretty linear, and yeah, it's just 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 kill him. Just hack. <laughs> just hack. Just slash. Well, it's a, this is another just game get the timing too. down. Uh, definitely a visually striking like really kind of nice nicely animated pixel art like again it has that kind of gruesome like heavy metal whatever kind of demon style but it but it's like really i don't know something about the animations this game definitely caught my eye a few times you know browsing through the eShop and stuff so definitely has a unique look to it yeah like it has like an almost like a 3d-ish quality to some of the way things like move like they look like they have some depth to the dimension in some way Hmm. so well i know you've been playing some other games and i know this is a game that john has also put a ton of time into another gruesome speaking (laughs) of hell related games yeah back back to hell for some more for some (laughs) seconds um and i've actually never played any games in this series and i know uh do neither had i oh really okay yeah this is my first had either of you guys played checks quest no no what okay (laughs) I think anyway. I know checks. You talk about checks cereal, correct? Yes, they yeah. uh, checks quest or checks released a uh, CD version of uh, basically a Doom clone of checks quest, but that replaced all the enemy, all the demons with slime, and then had you in a giant like armor suit of armor that was just a piece of checks. <laughs> sounds like a better game. It was what? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, so I'm playing, playing Doom. <laughs> Doom 2016, I think that's the year it came out. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it's referred to as, yeah. even though it's just titled Doom. Doom yeah. 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 No, this is uh, not not a stiff game like Slain. This is uh, very, very fast-paced first-person shooter, and I love fast-paced games. Uh, and it definitely incentivizes you to... You know, not hunker down. Mm-hmm. It incentivizes you to go out there and you know make an enemy stagger and then rip his ass out, <laughs> crush his jaw. Uh, yeah, I, I just John, you've played more of this uh, game than me. So I, I am more of a fan of uh, first-person shooters when they are more action-based or like more. I don't know, like le- less of the shooty and more of the action. Uh, my, I basically only started first person shooters after Metroid Prime, which mm-hmm. is uh, a baby's version <laughs> of a first person shooter. But uh, yeah, Doom was uh, instantly just it clicked with me just because of how much like physical like engagement there is between like just you and the world around you and the like enemies that you fight uh i think a really satisfying part of the doom uh 2016 like combat loop is that it constantly incentivizes you to either like approach enemies from a really close quarters like uh combat situation or just like in uh, a variety of different weapons it like always encourages you to switch things up uh or to engage in melee combat because like 
uh, if you do, I think it's a glory kill. Yeah. Uh, that will give you uh, is health. It health. Yep. So you like if you're like low on health, you need to be close up to an enemy and <laughs> like just get. And as soon as they start glowing orange, like you just go in for the melee kill. Oh yeah. Or if you're low on am- ammunition, you start Bust out the chainsaw, oh, baby. It, it is it's that risk reward as always. It's such a it's such a satisfying like loop that they created where like it constantly has you cycling through abilities and powers and like different uh like weapons that you have so like one enemy might be like uh like if you have a behemoth like going out you're you're mostly trying to avoid like it from a long range but there might be an imp around you and you're trying to like engage with everyone like all at the same time and like there are these portals that you use to summon demons on and, and like they bring them on and have really like it it just generates them in like such a high capacity that like it's just chaos all around you. Oh, yeah. It's it's a it's such a satisfying uh experience that like as someone who doesn't play a lot of like traditional first person shooters, like it was just such a welcome experience and I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, I think the only I feel like I've only been playing first person shooters that are like Call of Duty esque lately, where it's just, you know, hunkered down for a while, like your health. I hate regenerating health. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Like I miss I miss my good old red faction days. <laughs> your little health kits. Um but yeah, and you get a double jump, Kevin. Yeah. That, that incentivizes you. Yeah, I've I've watched John play a little bit of this game, and I do love how like yeah, you get the enemies are constantly attacking you from all angles, and yeah, because of that like glory kill mechanic, you're constantly being like lured in one direction. Like you d- you don't want to stop moving. You just want to keep. If you get into an open area, you're like, I, no, I need to kill some enemies. Like, <laughs> yeah. where are the demons to blow away? Because, yeah, it, it just encourages you to play the game, I guess, instead of, like, be thinking, like, well, what's my loadout? What's my, yeah. you know, just, just keep moving forward. And anytime you see just, like, one or two enemies on the screen, you're like, ah, this is such a waste of time. Where are the, like, <laughs> where are the 30 enemies? It's it's uh it's it's such a great game and like honestly like I really enjoyed the story like I thought it was a a really fun and engaging way like the the Doom franchise has always been you know kind of tongue in cheek like but uh, I think that the way that they made like the whole uh, story for this one you're on Mars and there's a private corporation that is like found a way to open a portal to hell to like generate oh like energy solve the energy crisis right just like by you know yeah we'll open a small portal to hell you know just we, it's really efficient we'll generate a lot of profits and then oh who could have seen that this could be bad <laughs> but it's it's really fun like i like the story itself is really fun and like the gameplay it's uh well in the way the story is presented to you it's you know there's no like real cutscenes. i mean there are maybe like a couple that are really quick but for the most part it's you know people talking to you while you're going through the levels yeah yeah there's actually a really great uh documentary series on youtube from no clip that Mm -hmm. uh i think they do a bunch of bethesda stuff or whatever but they get into doom and they talk about like how much thought and how much time went into like crafting that opening and like we just want you to get to like kicking ass right away like we want you to just be like 
you wake up uh, on like some kind of table or something and yeah. it's just immediately like get your gun you're the doom guy start blowing away <laughs> demons and that's like they just like we don't want to waste any of your time and that's that's something that especially from Bethesda you know they're known for not necessarily wasting your time but these games like Skyrim and these are just massive massive mm-hmm. games that you're just you know just something very different even though obviously they've been doing doom for a while yeah and like it, i think it does a decent job of like I don't know. Like, I think it could be super easy to like get in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, like you're just a real macho guy, like killing all these demons. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it doesn't really get in the way of itself. It just kind of like it's like, yeah, no, this is what you do. I am. (laughs) It looks like it goes. Well, it looks like it goes for like the tongue in cheek approach a little bit. Like it goes for a little bit for the humor, even though it's like gruesome and brutal and whatever. But it see it does seem from the little bits I've seen, it does seem like they're like leaning into like. This is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So they're just leaning all in on that, I guess. Well, and I, which like, I appreciate. Uh, I don't know how many of the little like figurines you found in the levels. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of like various things that are in each mission that you can uh, replay as well. So, like, if you miss something, you can always go back and like the each weapon has like a, a couple objectives that you can do to unlock like better like versions of it or like uh, upgrades for them. So like there'll be something where it's like, oh, you need to like perform a glory kill from behind on this many enemies to unlock this skill or something. But they also have secret like figurines in each one. And like so they're all like little tiny like doom guys that look like either like Nendoroids or like Funko Pops. Like every time you find them, like like you just you see a little cutscene of like doom guy just like interacting with them. And he's like playing around with them is like, oh, yeah, I like this little dude. That's cute. Yeah, I got plenty of little things to toss in besides just the main game. But one thing I I do wish there was, I wish there was like uh like a compass or mini map thing mm. because there are like plenty of like oh like there's a there's a one of the drones that has like a mod here yes. or something like that. Like I don't want to have to always like be pausing and going to the map and checking like which floor something's on. Like just just chill. just put it in the corner of my screen. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I do love the map, though, in that game. I do remember that from watching you play as well. Just like the, it's very Metroid Prime yeah, style. It is. Like those like three D like every vector good game maps. takes away from Metroid Prime. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But but it's kind of interesting because like Doom and and what we started the episode with Super Crate Box are like these like I don't I don't want to oversimplify it, but you know they are these just like relatively simple core mechanics that are just like basically just explored whether it's a again not not to i I can never think of the right word i don't want to say a shallow experience with super crate box but it's a pretty distilled yeah distilled is a much better word thank you um but yeah it's like a but it just explores like this simple idea as far as it can go basically and doom it sounds like they just like again it doesn't overstay its welcome it's just like here's some super satisfying combat mechanics we're going to give you everything we got with those get straight to the point and that's it they're not wasting your time and i I really appreciate that with a video game so that you guys are speaking my language a little bit because i'm also someone who doesn't play a ton of first person shooters but the fact that this is sound a little more arcadey yeah is speaking to me also what difficulty are you playing (laughs) uh the normal difficulty okay because uh they do have a permadeath mode okay (laughs) which is absurd for this game but uh, like you like you when you as soon as you said that you were replaying or playing this game i was like 
I gotta play on a harder difficulty because like I I a hundred percent of this game like unlocked every single thing, every upgrade for every weapon on oh, like geez. the easiest difficulty. Yeah, but like it was super fun, like just going through and like like trying every weapon and getting good at it. But like now it's kind of made me wait. So you found it. all the secrets? Yeah. Oh my. Man. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like I had it on the easiest difficulty, so well, like still, was, that doesn't Well, some of those are just like hidden. I've heard I've just heard of like some other podcasts and watched some reviews and stuff and I feel I, like there's I some like platforming kind of like, challenges and stuff. I I've spent like I would just after I basically cleared a level of all its enemies, I would just go around to every single room and just like look around. Like this yeah. is one of my favorite games. That's awesome. And that's really promising. Again, being someone that's number one, that you're able to like complete the whole game a hundred percent, like being someone who doesn't play a ton of shooters, like like and being a franchise that's just been around forever as the first person shooter. Almost. It's like, I was a little bit almost scared off by this game. Just like, I don't think I have the chops to no, play the, a first person shooter like this. The like lowest difficulty level, which is what I played the whole game on, like it's it's a like it does have some challenges, but like at the same time, like it's it's a very forgiving mode. Like, especially like if you're like me and haven't played a lot of like first person shooters, but like after you the nice thing is like you can go back to a level and I think it'll let you have every unlock that you have. So you can replay the first level with all the weapons that you get because you unlock them as you go through the story mode but i think it's oh i want so do some of the uh you know secrets or whatnot in the earlier levels they don't uh, require you to have anything that okay you need. Like, i was gonna say the double jump no okay but okay. the but the double jump does offer like you to get to some areas it helps. Like, it's it's fun yeah. like it, it's not like sequence breaking because you obviously don't have it as you're clearing it for the first time but it's fun to like go through like the first level and have all of the weapons and like you're just fighting like the first enemies and you're like i wonder if i can take down 20 enemies with one (laughs) shot (laughs) (laughs) nice all right so that pretty much wraps it up for doom and slaying demons but uh next week we'll be back for our game of the month episode with cave blazers taking out some goblins and whatnot in the caves and uh really excited to talk about this one john will be back to uh join us randall will be back uh to join us again and uh yeah until then we'll catch you next week see ya take care bye quick outro and then we'll wrap it cool snap it (laughs) tap it grab it (laughs) all right Oh, Jesus. Oh, man.